Aloha my friends. In today's episode, I have one of my dearest friends, Leslie, here to talk all about money. And yes, because she is a money coach. She coaches you to create a financial plan that will fit into your lifestyle based on your goals. Now, wouldn't you want more time? That is exactly what she helps you do. Create more time. Why? Because once you get in control with your money and learning financial education, you can start getting your time back, more time freedom for you and your family. And she goes more into not just money, but also becoming an entrepreneur alongside her nine to five job, why having a W-2 isn't enough anymore, the importance of multiple streams of income, and so much more. So if you are someone who has a nine to five job, if you are a mama, if you wanted to become an entrepreneur, or if you just wanted to learn more about money, this episode is for you. Aloha mamas, you've made it to the Homeschooling Entrepreneur Mom Podcast. I'm Kavaya Quinn, RN turned full-time entrepreneur and homeschool rock star to five kiddos. I know you're frustrated with homeschooling. You know there's a way to make it fun, but you haven't figured it out yet. And you're overwhelmed with combining homeschool and making money from home. You're wishing for a way to integrate homeschooling and building a business while giving your kiddos the gift of entrepreneurship. So if you're ready to create a homeschool filled with fun and adventures while you're making money, get your favorite mama juice and throw your hair in a messy bun. Let's get to work. Hey, 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 friends. In today's episode, we have a very special guest, one of my dearest friends. Her name is Leslie, and she is here as an entrepreneur, as a mama, but also she has a job too, which is another aspect of being an entrepreneur. You don't have to just be an entrepreneur, and that's it. And like all of you who are listening, you may be on the fence of whether you should start a business, whether you should do some kind of entrepreneurship. So I invited her onto this episode or podcast just to help you out, give some insight. And the great thing is she is an entrepreneur because she does financial education. And that is huge. Talking about money is so key, so incredible. And I've known Leslie for hmm, how much years we know each other? <laughs> At least four minimum because least, of how yeah. long we've been here in Washington. <laughs> and um, we've grown super close. Our families love each other. But I do love what she brings to the table here today. So I will have Les introduce herself and tell us a little bit about what you do. Hello. Well, thank you, Kavai, for having me. Um, this is my first <laughs> podcast. And like I was telling you earlier, I thank you. And it's so fun to have cool friends that I get to experience things like this for the first time. And I think that's a lot about the entrepreneurship journey is putting yourself out there, right? So I'm Leslie, um, born and raised in Hawaii and moved out to Washington State in 2000, um, right after high school, just wanted to get off the island and see what else is out there. And I have been here ever since. <laughs> so I've kind of spent more of my life here on the, in Washington than where I was born and raised, which is kind of sad, but it's also fun. Um, but I am a money coach. And so I teach people 
how to manage their money, how to grow their money, and really all the things that we should know going into adulthood that we don't know. Um, and I also work for um, a major airline and I've been there for 20 years now. So that is huge. And you're also a mom. Oh. And yes, you are. <laughs> I am a mama. Yes. Uh, I've got two girls, Ava and Harlow. They are, oh gosh, Ava just turned 12 and Harlow is 10. Amazing. And that is one aspect about women that I love is we hold so many different hats. <laughs> oh, I'm also, I also have another half. <laughs> yes, you do. <laughs> He's going to be like, why didn't you talk about me on your podcast episode? <laughs> yeah, I forgot about him. That, that's a whole other podcast. Um, we have been together for, oh gosh, well over 20 years. Um, and we probably will be the longest engaged couple ever. <laughs> we got engaged. Let's see, how old is Ava? 12? Okay, 13 years ago. <laughs> the intention is there. You're, yeah. you're there. Yes. <laughs> No, and that is great that you brought him up because he is an entrepreneur too. So yeah. that is great. And that really goes along with what we'll be talking about here with money, with streams of income, with all these different aspects that I feel like a lot of people don't learn about. Like you said, they don't learn about it. Um, it's not taught in schools and it's not too late to learn about it either. Oh, yeah, no. Yeah. So let's start off with entrepreneur journey. So you, like you said, you've been a part of, I'm just going to call it a nine to five, a regular nine to five job for over 20 years or tw about 20 years now. And you also started into your own entrepreneur journey. So let's talk about that. What inspired you to start and just continue on your entrepreneur journey? Because a lot of women, if they are working right now, they feel like I don't I don't need something else, but what inspired you to start? Yeah. So it kind of went back to when our financial journey or story changed. So we invested in financial education back in 2016 and we saw immediate um, just change and success and just overall um, change in our vibe in our family, in our rela relationship between Tyson and I. And it was such a big impact that it was like, I could not, not share. <laughs> I wanted everyone to feel the same joy. Um, so probably about, maybe about six months into our journey, um, our personal coach had reached out to me and said, hey, you know what? There's other people that need to hear your story. Um, and I'll go a little bit back and actually the way I found or came across her story as I finally jumped on the social wagon ban, bandwagon and got a Facebook. Um, I got a Facebook just to be a part of a particular um, group for work. And that's all I was, that was my, that was my intention. And so I had like friend requests coming in, but I just ignored it. Cause I'm like, no, I don't want to be a part of this social media world. I'm just here to, for one group, <laughs> but I'm so glad that that had happened because I started to accept friend requests. And of course, right. You catch up with everyone's stories, everyone's life. And I came across my really good friend's page. I've known her since we were little and we were super close in high school. So 
anyways, came across her page and saw the good that was happening with her family and then started seeing familiar faces. And then I thought, wow, like, what is this? And so I just reached out to her and I say, hey, teach me and I will learn and do whatever you're doing. So along with that was, yeah, our financial story changed. And like I said, it like enriched our um, relationship, our value of our life and just the intention and just so much good stuff that my personal coach then reached out to me and said, hey, other people need to hear your story so they can tell theirs or change theirs. And initially, honestly, I said, no, <laughs> I, I really, I like, I'm a creature of habit. I like to stay in my safe bubble. I like to do things that are comfortable. And so initially it was a selfish response, I think. And I, it was all about me. It was, oh my gosh, I can't put myself out there. Like, what would people think? And you have to think about it too, right? Like how often and how comfortable are people talking about money? Not that often, right? Not that often. And it's not just a easy conversation to have with friends. So I thought about it and I thought about, I'm like, you're right. When I started to switch my perspective and I thought, how did I, how did our story change? It was because she shared hers, right? And so that I said, I have to. Um, and so I kind of actually just said yes, but like fearful along the whole way. I mean, I probably made up every excuse on after the fact why I shouldn't or couldn't do it. But for some reason, something kept driving me. And again, it was the perspective of it's not about you, Leslie. It's not about you. Um, and it's still that way today and that's the reason why i continue to share and even more comfortable and talk about money um so that's actually how my my journey started was kind of a push into it but i would have to say you know this the journey going into um becoming a money coach and, and teaching others um started off that way was to impact other people's lives financially but what I didn't realize was going to happen was, and I'm going to get emotional. Oh my gosh. What I didn't realize was going to happen was it actually pushed me into becoming the person that I think was deep down inside of me. And I did a lot of things that I never would have done before. I put myself in situations that I never would have put myself before. And throughout this journey, it's been really enriching just on, on my personal side rather than more of the financial side, which is kind of odd, but I'd say oh, there's definitely more growth, self-growth throughout this process for sure. Yes. And that is one of, I want to say a lot of people think it's a byproduct, but I feel like that is one of the main things entrepreneurship teaches you. It's because you do feel like it's out of the box not very comfortable especially if you've grown up learned and believed that having a nine-to-five was the way mm -hmm. um, entrepreneurship can be scary uncomfortable but on the flip side what that does is provide you with so much growth mm -hmm. that you thought you never would have had if you would have just stayed comfortable doing what you knew yeah um, and I can totally relate to that um definitely not the same person I am 
based on where I started as a registered nurse and went into entrepreneurship, learned more about, like started with just wanting to do more to help others. Like you said, I took it as a hobby when I first started. I was like, I have a job. I'm a registered nurse. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'm good. I got a job. I, yeah, oh, sure. I'll share my story. I will help people. Like I witnessed the difference and, you know, the change and I had success. So yes, other people should have it too, but don't worry. I'll just like share when I can. And yeah. <laughs> that's literally how my entrepreneurship journey started too. Very similar. Um, but like with any journey, like you said, more things come up, more mm -hmm. things happen. And um, you definitely not only inspire other people, but you start peeling off the layers that was holding you back. Mm -hmm. uh, sometimes unintentionally. <laughs> yes. I wasn't ready for that one. But here I am. <laughs> here I am. I'm, I guess I'm, I'm already out in the open. So let's do this. Um, yeah. So yes, um, I feel like that is an unintentional win of being an entrepreneur. And speaking of wins, what are some other wins you've noticed um, in your entrepreneurship journey? Oh, there's so much. Um, Self-growth for, for sure is one. Um, also the flexibility um, of time and my schedule um, and really seeing what my potential is as a person, as a mom, um, given my, my girls a different perspective. You know, prior to this, all they've seen, all, not all they've seen me do, but it's like your typical mom, right? Your mom picks you up from the bus stop or mom drops you off at school. Um, they see me going to work early and coming home early and dinner is cooked, which is all great. And I obviously still do that. Um, but it's really fun when the conversation changed, um, when I did start doing my own thing and they were interested and they saw that. Um, and I have tons of videos of them mimicking me and it's so cute because they're pretending to be money coaches themselves and they're so little oh my gosh like i have tons of videos that you know they have their own youtube channel and they're they're acting as if they're a money coach and that's i think that's the cutest thing and i never that wasn't my intention um but i think it's really cool to give them a different perspective too um that you can be a mom and you can have your own identity too outside of the mom box yes and I think a good way to summarize that is you you have become such a great role model for them um not like you weren't before but like you said to show them different sides of women you could be a mom you can be entrepreneur a boss you can have your own job you can help people and for them to mimic you and, you know, pretend to be a money coach is huge because the way I see it by them, just pretending to be that already starts changing their trajectory um, about money, about beliefs, um, about what they can do for themselves. Yes. Because I wasn't pretending to be a money coach when I was little. <laughs> That's for sure. Yeah. Right? Like, <laughs> that was not part of my what I want to be when I grow up. 
right. Yeah, no, and that's exactly it. And yeah, unintentionally, you know, they got to see my journey, the start of my journey. Um, and yeah, just have a different perspective. Um, yeah. I would say, yeah. And the biggest thing probably is um, the self-growth and just finding more about myself that I never knew. Um, and then being able to give back and see, um, you know, the positive, positive effects that it has on my clients too, that, that, that's what really keeps me going too, is seeing their, their success. Yes. When you see like how your impact changes other people's lives, no matter what you do, sell, coach, whatever, that's that's huge in um, entrepreneurship. It, you can actually see your impact through mm -hmm. others. And uh, that is that is always for, I feel like for anyone, that's just such a blessing and such a feel good feeling. Mm -hmm. Let's just be real. Like looking yeah. at that and you're like, wow, I had, I had a role in that. Mm -hmm. Like not taking any of the glory away from them, but just going like, because I taught them this, this happened and I'm so honored to be even just a part of it um, a part of their change or their uh, money story or whatever and I think that's huge so what do you think um, when you think back about your entrepreneur journey what are some challenges that you have faced and are working through or overcame as like entrepreneur mom having another job all of those things in the mix well I think in the beginning it was just being comfortable, being uncomfortable, or being comfortable, being uncomfortable. Is that, is that how it goes? <laughs> um, and just the journey of always trying to figure it out um, and doing things for the first time. Um, that was not in my DNA. <laughs> that is not in my DNA. And, uh, and so I would say like in the beginning, there was a lot of um, self-doubt. Um, there was there was a lot of, you know, initially a lot of long hours put in to create systems um, so that I could be more efficient with my time. Um, because again, you know, I still had my nine to five and also being a mom. Um, so I think like in the beginning, that probably was the biggest challenge. I remember some conversations with Tyson and I, um, this was also a big change for us, right? Or like, remember, um, when did I become a money coach? It's been over five years, I think four or five years. Um, but prior to that, uh, my role, I guess, had been um, to support whatever Tyson was up to. When I, when I say up to, it's because he is totally the entrepreneur, like he came out born, wanted, knew he wanted to be an entrepreneur. And I was like, no, I'll just stay in my little corner. Um, so he was always up to something new. And I would just be the support and hold down the fort at home. And so this was a big change in our family because the dynamic changed, right? And I was away more at night because I would be holding my classes. Or I would be, you know, hosting live um, financial workshops. And he had to be home at a certain time. And so, um, yeah, like working throughout the kinks, I think, in the beginning, um, at the time was challenging. Um, but again, the biggest reason why I 
all of that happened was I was trying to create systems to where now, oh my gosh, like it runs so much smoother. The girls are, you know, very independent. I would just say, Hey, I'm going to get on a class and they know not to burn the house down. You know, you know how that goes. Right. Um, so I would say like, yeah, just the beginning of like trying to figure it out, seeing where my place was in this space, um, um, and working through that negative self-talk, like, what am I really doing here? Um, no one in my family were entrepreneurs. No one in my family, immediate family had their own business. So, you know, I didn't even have that. Um, and I didn't, and a lot of our friends too, were not on that path. A lot of our friends, you know, we all had a W2. So I, kind of felt lonely in a way. Um, and I felt different. Um, I would say that probably was another challenge was within our group of friends, I really was the only one taking this path. Um, and I, you put yourself out there, right? <laughs> when you're wanting to share something so good that has helped you and your family and so many other people, and you really are genuinely sharing. Um, I think that was the challenge for me was was hearing um, the feedback from friends that weren't so positive. And I'm like, eh, okay, I'm just gonna go back into my box then. Um, I don't know. I I kind of that was a bit uh, rough. I think in the beginning, um, but um, that has made me, you know, a stronger person. I think. I don't know how your journey has been but like you said it kind of it was a different path for you right and for your people closest to you how would they perceive you and you would think they would be like your number one support but I didn't really get that in the beginning and I thought man am I doing this or not <laughs> no that is so true um and I think also when I think about my beginning journey into entrepreneurship I think about all the people in my life who may have had some kind of entrepreneur thing most of them was treated like a hobby it's like oh yeah I sell those things or practically given away for free or, <laughs> or it's like most more like would you want to support me almost like a fundraiser and so that was the only experience I've had and then when I was starting to speak up and saying, I'm going to cut back on being a nurse or I'm leaving my job to become a full-time entrepreneur. It was like, you're crazy. You're crazy. Yeah. <laughs> Why? Why would you do that? You're leaving mm -hmm. a very like solid, you know, um, job that, hello, mm -hmm. you're making all this money, you know, security, safety, like all these words would be like thrown at me. And I looked at them and I was like, okay, well, you do what you want to do. <laughs> I'm not, I'm not going to tell anybody then like that's similar. Like I didn't want to say anything to anyone else because I was afraid of the feedback of like my friends and family who I truly loved and cherished. And now it's gotten to the point where I think what my belief that they see me as is like, there she goes again. <laughs> and I'd rather have that one. I'm like, yeah. Yeah, there I go again. <laughs> she was doing something else. But the first one of like, you want to do what? Mm -hmm. um, 
I didn't like that at all. I was same thing. I was like, well, it's, you know, it's, I saw the other side. I saw a glimpse of what it would be like to have more of your time back. Like you said, you know, um, gives you more flexibility, allows you to not miss out on moments. And um, that's what, what was my true drive was going, I, I can help people still yet and not miss out on my kids. Why not? Like, why wouldn't that be such a great thing to chase after? Um, but, you know, it is a fear, fear of, you know, thinking that you have to do one or the other. And I love that you don't, you do both. You're like, no, I still have a job, but I, I became an entrepreneur and there's wins and challenges and both, but look, look at all the blessings, look at all the wins. Yes, there were challenges, but I've blossomed. I've changed. I've done so much since then. And I see a difference in my kids. And I feel like that is huge. And um, we'll go with that because one thing that's not taught, and you said this in the beginning, is it's not taught in school. Money, money talk, finances, it's really not taught in school. So let's talk about that. Why is it so important? Even if you're not in school right now, uh, like you graduated and beyond, one, if you're an adult, why is it important to know about money? And two, if you have kids, why is it important for them to know about money? Let's go with that. Yeah. Wait, remind me again. What was the first question? Why is it important for you to know about money as an adult? And then if you have kids, why is it important for your kids to know about money and finances? Yeah. So we were 34 years old when we discovered that there's such a thing as financial education. <laughs> you know, even just the fact like, you know, there's so much many resources available at our fingertips. And that's a whole different world than when we were, you know, back in high school or middle school or, you know, growing up or even generations back. And so we discovered that we can actually further our education um, at 34 years old. And at the time, I remember thinking like, gosh, like Tyson would always say, we're so late in the game. Like if we, if we would have known this earlier, what would our life have looked like? Or, you know, the shoulda, coulda, woulda. So I think it as, as an adult, definitely for one thing that we experience is it's never too late to learn. It's never too late or you're never too old to have continuous learning. I mean, there's so much to learn in, in the financial um, space, but that also led us to working on our mindset, our money mindset, our health mindset, physical, everything. It was, there's so much more wrapped into just the financial part. So I think for adults, I mean, for anyone, if you deal with money, you should probably learn how to manage it. <laughs> and I think we all deal with money every day, all day. So why isn't that the focus of school prior to throwing you out into adulthood? I don't, we learn everything else. I could tell you all the planets. And actually, I just found out that Pluto is no longer a planet. <laughs> I knew you were going to say that. I knew you were going to say that because I saw that too on a YouTube video and they were telling my sec, my middle child, Zyrus, that Pluto is not a planet. And I just like looked at him. I was like, uh, let me check those facts. Right. <laughs> yes. That's exactly what happened with the girl. My girl said, uh, 
something like that. And I'm like, no, it is. And they're like, no, it's not. And then we went back and forth until, yeah, I have to pull up Google. Um, but yeah, um, I get what you need to learn in school, right? There's, there's a curriculum that they needs to follow. Um, but think about where we are today as adults, or even when you graduated high school, how you felt about money, how much did you know about it? So it's so important. Um, and especially for kids, because same thing, if you're not exposed to the conversation, you're not exposed to, you know, what, what is a budget? What's a checking account? Every, all the basic things, like the word basic keeps being thrown around the basics of finances, the basic of money. I'm like, if it's basic, then how come we all don't know it? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> it should be along the line of learning your ABCs and writing your name. That is what basic um, is. And so the importance of setting that solid financial foundation, which includes, you know, how to budget, how to budget efficiently, um, how to even just say budget without cringing. Because if you say budget, what it like, there's a stigma against it. And, and why is that? It's probably because we heard bad things about it. We don't know how to do it efficiently or fit it into our lifestyle, right? And it's just having that healthy conversation. So it's a whole different world now that I'm, we're on the other side of it. But it's so important because back to if you deal with it every day, all day, you better learn how to manage it. Right. And you do, you do touch money or spend money or look at money in some sort of way, almost, if not every single day, at least every other day, for sure. Whether you have like auto payment set up or what, it's still you managing your money somehow. And that is key. And a lot of my listeners they listen to my things about homeschooling and about entrepreneurship and about money. And especially with kids, it is true because we don't, we don't learn anything about that. And it's unfortunate because once you graduate and you go into college, the first thing credit card companies do is they come after you. <laughs> they come after you going, hey, we can give you $200 in a credit card and all you have to pay is $20 a month. And you're like, wow, that sounds like a great deal. But if you had no other experience with money, how to deal with it, what it looks like. And even I think one other key thing that you were kind of talking about is your money story or your beliefs in money, like budget, that word budget is so has such a negative connotation to it. It's because you probably grew up with your mom going, oh, we got to go on a budget yeah. or something in the sense of budget is always um, related to something of lack. Like we can't have that because we're on a budget. And really budget is just a word to help you manage your finances. You can call it whatever you want, spending plan, budget, yeah. you know, doing however you want with your money, but there's always going to be a right or wrong way to do it. And if you don't have a great teacher or education or anything about money, you will come out into the world with really bad habits. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I was one of them. <laughs> Me too. I'm like, man, I yeah. thought I was saving money as the super saver couponer slash thrift shopper, but I was not saving money. 
yes. still spending a whole lot of money. Um, got a lot of stuff for a good deal, but that still didn't make a difference. And I had to learn that about myself through my money story and um, through just financial education, which is key. And being a financial education, one thing I am passionate about, and I always encourage um, my listeners to do is look into multiple streams of income because especially nowadays in this world where no job is guaranteed anymore mm-hmm. yes you can have a nine to five but if only you and your husband is working or just you yourself is working and you only have one or two streams of income what will happen to your finances if something happens to those incomes like and for me, in looking at that, like even in our own situation, that was one of our main goals this year too, was we need to add in another stream of income, um, diversify it in different things. What should we invest in? What should we look in? But the point is, why is it important to start having multiple streams of income? Tell them all about that. Yeah. Well, I think everyone could probably relate and have their own answer to that because of the last two years, right? (laughs) I have to tell you, I mean, there's so many um, blessings that did come out of this pandemic that we were shoved in and I guess kind of still in, Um, but that was eye-opening. So in the beginning, when the whole world shut down, um, we had a good chunk of a rainy day fund, um, but it was still nerve-wracking. Although we were okay and financially stable, it was still the thought of, wow, the world just shut down, right? Our, our jobs, um, I mean, I work at the airport that was still open, construction, Tyson's in construction, that shut down. So that was very more so why we keep pushing harder and trying to get into the position of having multiple um, streams of income. Um, at the time, so the pandemic was what, a couple years ago, we had we had already paid off all of our debt. We had, like I said, invested in financial education, got our finances together, paid off all of our consumer debt back in 2017. And when the pandemic hit, I remember, you know, we were home and we were just having the conversation of I, how stressful it would have been if this had hit prior to 2016. Like we just had a long conversation about what that would look like for us. Very stressful. Um, And so one of our goals is to create multiple streams of income because just what has happened, right? The last couple of years, uh, not depending on just our W2, not depending on a company, not depending on someone else. Um, And so for us, we have been making an effort to clean up our financial, personal finances first, pay off all the debt. Um, and we started to invest in real estate. Um, so we have a couple rentals um, and we have one that we just um, acquired. Well, it's, a, it's just a piece of land now, but we bought dirt. <laughs> but that is another form um, that will be turned into passive income. So for us, it's important. And I think for many of you too, to kind of just open up your minds and think about it this way. Don't depend on just the one income, because what if something does happen? Um, so in our case, like I said, we had a rainy day fund, 
but we also had um, our tenants that were still paying rent. They still paid rent. So worst case scenario, you know, if we didn't have our rainy day fund in place, we could dip into the rental if we needed that, right? We could dip into the cash flow of the rental if we needed that. Um, and that was a sense of security and also what made us kind of lit the fire under our butts to keep pushing towards accumulating um, more rental properties and also just different streams of income. Um, and so Tyson did start his own business and that's also another part, another stream too. Um, so yeah, I think it's really important and I don't think it's talked about enough. Um, I think there's also another stigma on that too, is the more income you have, the more streams of income you have, the greedy you are, or that rich, right? That, that, um, yeah, that stigma, which is just horrible because I remember being in that mindset prior to, you know, where we are now and thinking, well, I'll just be grateful for what I have. Like, I, we don't need any more. And that's not about that. Um, being able to have these multiple streams of income, what we're really achieving is creating more time. Obviously, that's not possible, but it is when you don't have to rely on a job and you don't have to go into the job you know every every day you can actually do your job from wherever you want and you can still get paid from wherever you want our properties can be in hawaii our properties can be in washington and we'll still have that income and we could be in france i don't know <laughs> that is what we are designing and creating our life to be around is to have more time time freedom um, and you can achieve that if you do have the multiple streams of income. Yes, that is that is key because I know exactly what you're talking about. In Hawaii, we call them hi, maka maka. Um, <laughs> for yeah. other people who don't know what that means, it means um, you think that people who are rich are greedy, are um, are snobby. You know they don't do much with their money. And really, that's a story. Mm -hmm. That's a very bad story that's being told. And what it really means, though, is when you start working on your money story, your money beliefs, because there's a lot of limiting beliefs that are in us by the age of like seven. And now we spend the rest of our life trying to break them <laughs> so that we can do more. And I know in our experience, we have to learn that we need multiple streams of income because we have great goals of financial freedom, of time freedom, but also to help more people. You can't help more people if you don't have more money. Like, yeah. you gotta take care of your personal finances first, yes. Mm -hmm. But then that way you have more money to help other people because if you're not taking care of your own finances, your own money, if you don't have enough income for that, then that's all you're going to be stressed about, basically. Exactly. Yeah, and and exactly what you said is helping more people. Like the what we want to do and our purpose is is greater than you know changing people's lives and teaching them how to manage their money. We want to be in position to be able to. Um, provide housing for a local family back at home where they're being outbidded by, you know, 
out-of-state investors or just cash buyers or just uh, we want to be in that position where we can have a home available sell it under market price if we want to because we can and in order to be in that position yeah we need to be financially stable we need to have our our finances in order and that is really what we're trying to do is make our way back home to Hawaii and give back as much as we can and we gotta it takes money <laughs> it takes money it I does. mean we can for sure volunteer our time no doubt but what we want to do is bigger than that and we're positioning ourselves to be able to make those choices and decisions so that is an amazing purpose and it's so needed especially back home in Hawaii where like you said there's a lot of local families who are being priced out of home like yes I moved (laughs) we moved to Washington four years ago but not for that purpose we moved literally for an adventure we're like that one percenters that was like why not try something different after being home living growing up there for 30 plus years my husband and I just was like, this would be cool if we could try. And we didn't have to move. But that is not the case for many, many of our local Hawaiian, um, our community there. Because a lot of out-of-state investors are coming in, buying out properties, turning it into vacation homes, selling it for so much more that these hardworking individuals who want to stay home cannot because they can't afford it. And it's not because they don't make enough income. It's they're trying to, they work like three to four jobs. There's multiple generations living in one home. Yeah. And it's sad to see that. So it's also, this is great that you're sharing your story because you can inspire other local Hawaiian families. Like there are other ways you can still stay home. Um, having multiple streams of income it is a great thing like I'm pretty sure a lot of people aspire to they're like yay I want to yeah I want to have rentals I want to do all things but they skip step one which is (laughs) learn about your money (laughs) let's be real guys yes you gotta you gotta take care of that you gotta take care of your own money your own finances first like I'm sorry to like burst your bubble of your dream because that will happen but you do have to take care of this kind of stuff and so with that let me um we'll kind of wrap it up with tell them um, a little spiel of what you do as a money coach yeah um so i have one-on-one classes with my clients and it's it's a zoom class it's not in a group session it's one-on-one Um, And we create financial plans together that best fits their lifestyle and at their starting point. Because everyone has different starting points. I have some that are single parents or just a single income household to over, you know, six figures. And, but it all, they all trying to achieve the same thing. doesn't matter how much they make. They just want to learn how to manage their money, how to manage their money better and how to grow it. Um, so as a money coach together, we work in creating a financial plan that fits your lifestyle and then weave it into, um, what your goals are. So some people start off with, they want to get rid of all of the bad debt. 
So the consumer debt, the credit cards, student loans, whatever it may be. I have some students who don't have debt and they just want to save for um, their first home or their investment property. Um, so I'll coach you through the number one thing is building that solid financial foundation first. The basics, right? We all talk about the basics, but what is the basics? So we talk about the budgeting, we talk about your credit. Credit plays a big role in your finances. Um, if you have debt, how to eliminate it? And also being comfortable with the word debt too. Um, the biggest thing is not how to get rid of it, but how to manage it. Because it's probably more realistic that you are gonna accumulate debt again, because you're probably gonna need a new car or maybe get another house, right? And so that's, you should learn how to manage it. Um, and then also implement systems. I teach you how to bank smarter. Now that is the biggest twist um, is um, learning how to pay off the debt or accelerate your savings a lot faster than the conventional way, which is the way that pretty much everyone banks. Yes. And I can speak to that. I actually was a money coach prior to what I do now. I was a money coach for, I think I calculated it was like six or seven years. And I'll give my little um, spiel on um, my success story in it all. So you can see that this does really work. So that's why I invited Leslie on here because I know this works to an extent where if you are willing to work, it will work for you. Uh, when we first started in 2012, um, what happened was I was a registered nurse. My husband, back then, he was a welder. So we had decent jobs. Um, we were living with family because, like I said, in Hawaii, it's a little expensive to afford a home over there. And we had over, I think it was $85,000 in debt when we started. Um, majority of it, 75,000 was because of my nursing loans, because I became a nurse. Hello, costs money. <laughs> I guess you go to school to get a good job to end up paying it off for how many years. So that's what, what was it. It was um, majority of it was my nursing loans. And then we had a little bit more to pay off on a car and then really small credit card. I think it was like two to $3,000 in credit card debt. Um, and what ended up happening was we were projected to pay that off like a normal person, whatever you've learned in school. I think I said like 18 years to pay off that off. Mm -hmm. And we actually paid it off in 14 months. Nice. So we were debt free from that initial debt in mm -hmm. 14 months. That month after that, we bought our first home in Hawaii. And it has continued to allow us to do so much more in our lives. And that was just a little story of um, how managing your money, having, and not just managing your money, because like you said, there's tons of information on the internet, but really, how do you sift through all of that? Um, understanding that investing in yourself, investing in your education, even in finances is crucial. It'll help you get to your goals a whole lot faster. So tell them Leslie where they can find you like what's your, like the best way to get in contact with you or to learn about more of what you do um I would probably say hit me up um on Instagram and my 
what is it? Handle tag. Handle. <laughs> <I just> myself. <laughs> My name. Um, it's un, it's um, I can and I will. And can is with two ends because can is my last name. <laughs> yes. I can, so I can I and I will. Yes. Yes. Um, so yeah, follow me on Instagram and slide into my DMs if you have any questions or want to learn more. Yes. Always open to it. Okay. Sorry, my mouse literally went off. <laughs> and I was like, okay, that's life. <laughs> well, but yes, at least now you know how to find her. So go and follow her on Instagram. She actually gives a whole lot of great, amazing tips about money that you should know. <laughs> and I I love that um, you do reels and all of it now. It's it's so fun. Because <laughs> like from what your story, you're like I barely yeah. even wanted to be on Facebook, ignored everyone to showing the growth. Like that really does show the growth of yeah. everything that you start at the beginning of my page, and you'll see that I started off with filters, like like animal filters, not not pretty makeup filters. It was yeah. animal filters, but that was the only way I was gonna get my face out there. And okay. yeah took me a little while to throw that off <laughs> you need to um you need to do a real like a throwback reel like how it started and how it's going like do that reel <laughs> yeah, I hate to do that do that reel all right all right guys I am so excited um that you get to soak in all of this knowledge and if you do not have your money or finances in order in some sort of way or if you're feeling like you're not getting to your goals fast enough, it probably starts with your money and your money story. So hit up Leslie, let her know like what your goals are. You do not have to be in Washington to do this. That's the great thing about an online business. You can be anywhere um, and she can definitely help you with your money goals. I'll have all her links, all her information in the show notes for you to go and get in contact with her. And yeah, like always, guys, only you can make your day amazing. So go out and do that. Hey, mama friend, if this podcast inspired, encouraged, or gave you confidence to take action today, I would love for you to share it in your Instagram stories. Tag me at Kavai underscore Aquin. Then drop it in a message to another friend who needs to hear it too. The biggest compliment would be for you to take a minute from your busy mama day and leave me a review and subscribe. I'm so grateful for you and I'd love to keep this conversation going. The best way to connect would be in my Facebook group, bit.ly slash H-E-M support group. Till next time, lots of aloha. Kavai.